The Public News Service Joe Newscast, March the 9th, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. A bill in New York and the state legislature would increase the minimum wage to over $20 by 2026. The Raise the Wage Act would increase New York's $15 minimum wage over the next three years and index it each year after to match inflation. Data from the Economic Policy Institute finds if this bill is approved, it would increase wages for about 3 million workers across the state by more than $3,000. Alyssa Baron Menza with Business for a Fair Minimum Wage describes how raising the minimum wage could reduce small business employee turnover. When we raise the minimum wage, that pays off for businesses in lower terms turnover, reduced hiring and training costs, fewer errors, better productivity as workers can afford to stick around longer and get to know your business better, and ultimately better customer service, which is what helps keep customers coming back. Some opponents feel this might encourage people to remain on minimum wage. However, more than 200 New York businesses and business organizations supported the bill by signing on to the New York Business for a Fair Minimum Wage statement. Currently, the Raise the Wage Act is in committee. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. Lawmakers in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts are considering legislation to restore voting rights for people incarcerated on felony convictions. One bill would reverse decades-old policy which stripped those voting rights, while another bill would amend the state constitution, allowing all incarcerated people to vote. Christina Mensick with the Democracy Behind Bars Coalition says voting allows incarcerated people to maintain important social connections. A lot of the people we work with are parents who want to vote on their kids' school committee. Mensick says ensuring incarcerated people can vote also improves recidivism rates. She says an estimated seven to 9,000 people in the Commonwealth could have their voting rights restored. The current voting legislation builds on the Votes Act, which was signed into law last year by former Governor Charlie Baker, and which included provisions meant to improve ballot access for eligible incarcerated voters. I'm Catherine Carley reporting. Now from CNN, the Senate passed a Republican-led resolution on Wednesday to block a controversial Washington, D.C. crime bill that opponents have criticized as weak on crime. The measure will go next to President Joe Biden, who has said he will not veto it. The effort to block the crime bill divided Democrats and highlighted the difficult balance the parties attempting to strike as Republicans accused them of failing to tackle the issue of crime. CNN notes while a large number of Democrats ultimately supported the resolution, Biden's announcement that he would not veto it surprised and upset members of his party, as many believe Congress should not interfere in the political affairs of the district. This is Public News Service. A proposal by the U.S. Department of Agriculture would change the rules on what foods can be labeled product of USA. The new rule would require the product of USA label to only be used on meat, poultry, and eggs derived from animals born, raised, slaughtered, and processed in the United States. Dee Lanninga, with the group Farm Action, says current law allows that label to be used if the product simply passes through a U.S. inspection plant, which is tantamount to a huge loophole. That allows imported meat to be imported by multinational corporations, uh, repackaged, and then passed off as higher quality product raised by U.S. farmers and ranchers. The new rule, Lanninga says, would require meat labeled as product of USA to have been born, raised, and slaughtered on American soil. I'm Mark Moran. 
The USDA will take public comments for 60 days after the proposed rule change is published in the Federal Register. And voters in western states are more likely to elect women to the state legislature. That is according to a new Center for American Women and Politics report. Nevada ranks highest, with women claiming nearly 51% of legislative seats, the first state legislature in history to have a majority of women. Center Director Debbie Walsh says in New Mexico, nearly 45% of lawmakers are women, and the state also boasts another first. New Mexico is one of the states that has not just elected a woman governor once, but twice, and women on both sides of the aisle, and the only two Latinas that have ever been elected governor in the United States have come from New Mexico. The current governor, Democrat Michelle Lujan Grisham, succeeded Republican Governor Susana Martinez. I'm Roz Brown. Finally, our ex-Tanoff reminds us it's National Slam the Scam Day today. Fraud experts are advising people to keep their eyes open. Carmel Perez-Snyder with AARP says scammers will pretend to be from trusted entities like the IRS or Social Security Administration and send fraudulent emails. She says these thieves often try to pressure people to act quickly. They just do it in a multitude of ways, either to steal information so they can steal a person's identity or to steal money. Snyder says there are a few ways to know if a person is dealing with a scammer. One red flag is if the fraudster asks you to pay for something with a gift card. Snyder notes that thieves love gift cards because they are untraceable. Snyder says if the person on the other end is offering a deal that sounds too good to be true, hit pause on that interaction. Really engage your inner skeptic when a communication produces a strong emotional response from you. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. We are member and listener supported. Here are some interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.